Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm your host, Paul Vogelzang, and this is episode number 319. Today's show is brought to you by Blinkist. What can it be that calls me to this As part place of our today? Smithsonian Associates Art of Living interview series, our guest today is Noah Gattel. Noah Gattel is a previous guest on the show and a fan favorite. Noah Gattel is a film critic for the Washington City paper. Noah Gattel also writes for publications including The Atlantic, Guardian, Salon, and the LA Review of Books. Noah Gattel is a regular on-camera guest on BBC's Talking Movies program. The countdown to the 91st Academy Awards show has begun. We're listening now to one of the Academy Award-nominated songs for best song from the film Ralph Wrecks the Internet, which is great to see, by the way, and grandkids will love it too. But the song is sung by comedian Sarah Silverman and is titled A Place Called Slaughter Race. It's a funny song, and I think you'll enjoy it, so I thought I'd play a little bit of it here for you. With a side of license plate, some find us deplorable. Well, I think you're adorable. We may be a motley crew, but our hearts ring true. And just for you, but now that it's February, we are only weeks away from the biggest award show of the year with the 2019 Oscars coming up. Since it's the biggest award show in the entertainment world, especially in the film world, winning one of these Oscar statues is an honor like no other. Winning the title of Best Picture, however, is the ultimate award when it comes to movies, and so far, there have been a lot of noteworthy recipients. We will learn about the 2019 Best Picture nominees and all the other Oscar-related behind-the-scenes stories from our guest today, Noah Gattel, who will be at the Smithsonian Associates Program February 21st, 2019. So, we're going to get festive and cast our votes for the winners in the many categories. And Noah Gattel will share much more, including his predictions and including prizes for the most accurate predictions. So please welcome to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Noah Gattel. Noah Gattel, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, it, it's good to talk to you. It's been about a year. This is, you know, this is one of my favorite times of year. I love movies. I love the new movies. I love the old movies. And of course, you're going to be talking to us today about movies, but specifically about the Academy Awards, the Oscars coming up. So you're also coming up to another Smithsonian Associates presentation. Tell us a little bit about that upcoming Smithsonian Associates presentation. So this will be my fourth year talking mm -hmm. about the Oscars with Smithsonian Associate, Associates. This year it's uh, on February 21st, and there are still tickets available. Love for people to come out and uh, hear what I have to say. We always have a great time. And typically what I do in these talks is I give a little uh, background on the Oscars, the history of the Oscars, how it came to be. I talk about the trends uh, this year, what the Oscars indicate about uh, the changing nature of Hollywood, about the changing nature of our world more broadly. And then, of course, I do some predictions at the end for those people who haven't quite filled uh, out their Oscar pools yet. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be great. We're going to put links up to where you can get tickets to uh, directly to the Smithsonian Associates program featuring Noah Gattel. There are going to be prizes, so we're going to incent everybody to go because these picks are going to be critical come the end of the program as, uh, as we all kind of do our prognostication. You know, there's always drama around the, uh, the Academy Awards. Um, 
Kevin Hart this year, hosting, no hosting, and the Academy Awards never fails to get attention. It seems like the attention, though, is all around kind of these big hits, Black Panther, A Star is Born. Is this a trend, kind of going to these crowd-pleasing nominations? I don't know if it's a trend, but it's, it's notable. I'm glad you brought it up because this is the first time in 10 years that three of the Best Picture nominees have made over $200 million at the box office. That's Star is Born, Black Panther, and Bohemian Rhapsody. And you may remember that last summer, the Academy floated this idea of creating a new Oscar category for Best Popular Film. It was, it was an effort to improve the, the sinking ratings for the show. Of course, ratings for all live TV are sinking, so I, they were overreacting to that. But a lot of people didn't like the idea because they felt that it sort of ghettoized popular films. There, there have been many box office hits that have also been nominated for Best Picture and even won, like uh, Titanic, for example, in 1998. So the idea of saying that a popular movie needs its own category because it can't win Best Picture, people pointed out, first of all, that's wrong. And more importantly, it lowers the expectations for what a movie can do. A movie should be able to satisfy critics and fans and everyone in between. And there's so many historical examples of this. And there are many examples of it this year. In addition to the three movies I mentioned, Black Klansman was a hit. Vice mm-hmm, has made a good mm-hmm. bit of money. So it's ironic that in the year when the Academy tried to create a best popular film category, it actually proved to be the most unnecessary. You mentioned Black Klansman and Vice, two of my favorites. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm rooting for Spike Lee. I thought Black Klansman was, was great. We, uh, we did a review of Black Klansman here, here on the program, and my audience loved the music, loved the whole uh, kind of time period. John David Washington was, was fantastic. So I, I'm rooting for that film. What's interesting is, uh, with regard to Vice, Adam McKay is nominated, and so what's predicted in this best director category? And and I thought, as I was kind of doing my research and talking to you, Noah Gatella, I noticed it just seems like it's a little odd that maybe the movies that are in contention for best picture don't have a corresponding nomination for best director, and then there's no women. So that's a bunch of questions in there, Noah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot to unpack yeah. there. Um, I will say, first of all, that I liked uh, Black Klansman mm-hmm. a lot as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was this very unique combination of something that is very politically potent and also commercially accessible. And that's really hard to do and really rare. Um, I do think Alfonso Cuaron is the front runner to win Best Director. It will be his second Best Director Oscar. He won for Gravity in 2014. This would be a win for Roma. But I, I don't count out Spike Lee at all. I think he is next in line because he's a beloved filmmaker who has shockingly never even been nominated before in this category and i don't think black klansman is his best film but the academy does have a habit of awarding the right artist for the wrong movie and this would seem to be the best example of that black klansman is not a bad movie by any means i liked it a lot um but it kind of reminds me of like when martin scorsese won for the departed that sort of thing could happen again and yes it's awful that there are no women nominated in this category this is an ongoing problem I was hoping that Deborah Granick would have a shot for her beautiful film, Leave No Trace, about a veteran with PTSD and his teenage daughter who have a life. They live in, in a national park, and then they're forced to adjust to living to a more normal life in the suburbs. Uh, Lynn Ramsey also seemed to deserve a slot for a film called You Were Never Really Here. But 
as good as those movies are, they aren't really Oscar type movies. They're very esoteric and they don't beat you over the head with messages about the times we live in. They're sort of too good for the Oscars. So it's a, it's a strange situation because really the thing that needs to be done, in my opinion, is to get more opportunities for women behind the camera and eventually the nominations will come. But it is dispiriting to see this uh, year after year of so few women recognized in this category. Hey, it's Paul. We'll be right back with our guest, film critic Noah Gattel. We are talking movies today, of course, and the Academy Awards coming up. I do love movies, but you know what? I love to read, too. In my mind, reading equals learning, right? For all of us in the Not Old Better Show audience, we're busy, but there's always the need for growth that comes from learning. And again, reading equals learning. This priority to learn can be greatly enhanced and even expedited with a new app I highly recommend called Blinkist. I'll give you the website address in just a moment. And importantly, this is not speed reading, but Blinkist offers the need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down in just a 15-minute read that you can either read or listen to. But most of all, you're going to learn. You learn what you want, and you'll want to know more. Blinkist is made by busy people like our Not Old Better Show audience, and 8 million people are using Blinkist, all of whom want to get the main points of the books quickly and then decide about reading more. With an audio feature, Blinkist makes it so easy to finish four books a day, doing stuff you normally do with the companionship of Blinkist. So far, the popular books I've read, which I highly recommend, The Memory Palace, The Science of Why, A New Earth, and The Business of Life book. I hope you'll give the app a try. The free seven-day trial is a great way to find out if you like the app and whether you want to pay for such a service because that's exactly what I did. I like Blinkist because I used the app for free for a while and then I decided to move on with a paid subscription because that's how much I fell in love with it. And I hope you'll do the same. I think it's a great way to consume more knowledge in less time, which we are all interested in doing. Enjoy Blinkist and keep reading, learning, and getting better. The Not Old Better Show. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our Not Old Better Show audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash N-O-B-S to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash N-O-B-S to start your free trial. We'll put all of this in the show notes. But again, Blinkist.com slash N-O-B-S. Thanks, everybody. And now, back to Noah Gattel. We're with Noah Gattel. Noah Gattel will be presenting at the Smithsonian Associates Program February 21st. It's going to be a great evening. There are going to be prizes. So we're just going to encourage our audience to go and check this out once again. Last year was a, a big hit with our crowd, too. Another big hit, certainly, as far as I'm concerned, kind of a, a, a movie that, that our audience seemed to love is Bohemian Rhapsody. And you mentioned that. And Rami Malek was was awesome, in my opinion. I, I love that music. What do you think here? Is this a winner? It was kind of controversial, a little bit of backlash over this film. So you put your prognostication yeah. hat on again here, Noah Gattel. Tell us about this. It, it certainly was a hit. I believe, uh, and somebody fact check me on this if I'm wrong on Twitter, but I believe it's, it's the highest grossing drama film hmm. of all time. Wow. Uh, and... Uh, so it's a huge hit. People are going to tune in because they like this movie, and the Academy is very excited about that. Um, Rami Malek could absolutely win Best Actor. Mm-hmm. If I were a betting man, I would, I would bet big on him right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mo- the movie has its detractors. You know, the entire critical community kind of 
uh, poo-poos it. But his transformative performance is exactly the kind of performance that the Academy likes to reward. I don't think the movie has a good shot at Best Picture because, as you note, there is a backlash to it. There are controversies surrounding its director, who has been accused of sexual assault by several young men. And its depiction of Freddie Mercury's sexuality has been controversial as well. Maybe for some people, uh, it's, it's a, a bold depiction of, of uh, the LGBT uh, identity. But for many LGBT advocates, they found it fairly milk toast, and it didn't capture the full scope of his sexuality. And the Academy cares very deeply about LGBT issues. So I think that could be a big problem for it on Oscar night. But I, I do think he will win Best Actor, so it will get its moment in the spotlight. There are some great films this year. What, what about the films that were left off the nominations? Were there some big failures there, some omissions, you know, snubs by the Academy on, on, this, uh, on this front? Well, I like this part of the interview because I get to talk about my personal favorites and give, give them a little attention. <laughs> good, good. Uh, I always try to put Excellent. myself a few years into the future and imagine what movies we'll still be talking about because it's not often the ones that win Best Picture. I don't know that we're going to be talking about The Shape of Water in five or ten years. Um, looking at this year and trying to imagine what we'll be talking about in the future, I think If Beale Street Could Talk is going to linger long in our memory. It, it's a tragic hopeful love story set in Harlem in the 1970s. It has a lot to say about race and uh, mass incarceration. Uh, it was uh, director Barry Jenkins' follow-up to Moonlight, which of course the Academy loved. They gave him Best Picture. And while it did get a Supporting Actress nomination for Regina King, it really should be in the Best Picture category because I do think it's one of the finest films of the year. And I know the Academy likes this director, so I'm scratching my head over that one. I can't quite figure it out. I think it just got lost in the shuffle. And to me, that's a big omission. Mm. The other one I would say this about is eighth grade, which <laughs> to my mind, it was really a unique coming of age story. Maybe the first great one about growing up in this particular era. I thought it might eke out a screenplay nomination or maybe even a best actress nod for its young star, Elsie Fisher, but it got shut out completely. I think that's a bit of a travesty. And a lot of people will point to a star is born, which got a lot of nominations, but Bradley Cooper was not nominated for Best Director, and that was considered uh, a shock when the nominations were released. And the way it's trending right now, it's very unlikely to win any awards except for probably Best Song. Mm -hmm. uh, so that will be a huge turnaround from what prognosticators like myself were saying a few months ago when it seemed like the frontrunner for Best Picture and a host of uh, all other awards. I'm with you on eighth grade. That was a favorite of ours, too, here, here in our, our household. So good. Some of the other categories, let's talk about, because some years they get a lot of attention, some they don't, but foreign films are always on our list, certainly, to go and check out. What's interesting about this category or surprising that we should know about? I'm so glad you asked about this, because I think this is a landmark year for foreign films. Quite simply, it's the deepest set of nominees I have ever seen in this category. Hmm. Uh, Roma will almost certainly win because it's nominated for Best Picture and is probably the front runner for Best Picture at this point. Um, but in any other year, uh, Shoplifters would have a shot. This is a film by the great Japanese director Hirokazu Koreeda. Um, now, the issue with Shoplifters is that the Academy has typically been very biased against Asian films. This is the first Asian film nominated in this category in over 10 years. And that bias which I don't, I don't know where it comes from, but would also explain the omission of one of the best films of the year called Burning, a South Korean film by Lee Chang Dong that was beloved by the critical community, including myself. 
And there was not room, apparently, for two Asian films in this set of nominees, which is a shame. Uh, but Capernaum is another film that would likely have a shot in any other year at Best Foreign Film. It's a, a beautiful movie about a, a child immigrant in Lebanon shot with all first-time actors. Reminded me a little bit of uh, Truffaut's The 400 Blows, the classic French New Wave film about a, uh, an adolescent kind of trying to make his way in, in an unforgiving world. And then there's Cold War by Pavel Pavlikowski, who... You know, in any other year, he would be the hands-down favorite to win in this category. He has already won this award two years ago for a movie called Ida. And in addition to the nomination in Best Foreign Film this year, he was also nominated for Best Director of any film. Uh, and it's unheard of for a foreign film director to be nominated for Best Director and not at least win the foreign film category. But this year, both Roma and Cold War are nominated in those categories, so only one can win. Unless there's a split. And I have this weird theory that Roma could win Best Picture or Best Director and not win Best Foreign Film because the Academy likes Cold War so much. That would be really unprecedented, though. And it's a question I'm still pondering before I make my final predictions on the 20th. So you'll have to come out to the show if you want to mm -hmm. hear where I land on that. Mm -hmm. We will. Uh, no, Gatell, it is always so great to talk to you again. I, I, lo I love film and I, I love talking to you hearing some of your insights, behind-the-scene commentaries and stories. We'll hear more, of course, on February 21st from Noah Gattel, A Night with Red Carpet and Oscar. We'll put our picks together, and there are going to be prizes. So, Noah Gattel, thank you so much. Yeah, Appreciate your time. I know you're really busy this time of year, and so we really appreciate the chance to get to talk to you again. Oh, thanks for having me, Paul. Thanks again to Blinkist for sponsoring our show today. Remember, Noah Gattel will be presenting at the Smithsonian Associates a red carpet night with Oscar Thursday, February 21st, 2019, 6.45 p.m. at the Ripley Center in Washington, D.C. And if you like this song, Academy Award nominated for Best Song, A Place Called Slaughter Race. From the original motion picture soundtrack, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Again, great movie. You'll love it. Take the grandkids. But for the song, if you like it, just check out the Not Old Better website at notold-better.com. Scroll down the homepage to the Not Old Better playlist, and you'll find all our great music from iTunes. It's super easy. Hey, you know, another easy thing is to now ask Siri on your Apple device to play The Not Old Better Show. Siri can help you find and subscribe to The Not Old Better Show in Apple Podcasts. So spread the word and say things like, Siri, play The Not Old Better Show. Siri, play The Not Old Better Show newest podcasts. Siri, play the first episode of The Not Old Better Show. It all works and it's all good. Thanks to Noah Gattel for joining me today, and thanks to the wonderful Smithsonian team for all they do to support the show. The Not Old Better Show. Talk about better. Thanks, everybody.